Season 2, Episode 11 of Crafting Short Stories continues to Valentine's Day on the topic of love in all its forms. I admit, as a middle-aged mom, I do like to read those cheesy romance novels online from time to time. There seems to be four or five main romance novel tropes that I find. The first one is an enemies-to-lovers romance. The second one is maybe a boy or girl that moves in next door or the new kid in town type of story. The third one is the Christian Grey billionaire rescues an innocent story. And then there's always number four, which is the supernatural one, which would usually involves either werewolves or vampires or zombies or ghosts. <laughs> and then you have um, number five, which is the extraterrestrial romance, which I find a little odd, but, you know, somewhat intriguing at times. So anyways, this next story is the first one. It's an enemies to lovers story, and it's definitely over-the-top cheesy, but lighthearted and cute. It's set in an Arkansas bowling alley. Imagine Kingpin meets Romeo and Juliet, and it's called Love Amid the Lanes. There was a little bowling alley in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It was a popular locals joint and featured 12 open lanes for 12 unique teams on league night each Friday evening. People loved to go to the little bowling alley to unwind from a long week of work. The bowling alley manager was named Bill Casey. He had owned the bowling alley since 1987, the year Patrick Swayze dirty danced with Jennifer Grey having the time of her life. Bill had three great loves in his life. The game of bowling, his deceased wife Maria, and their one daughter she had named Jennifer. Jennifer worked the bowling alley counter. She also was the top bowler on a league team named I Can't Believe It's Not Gutter. Jennifer was a vibrant woman, though still unmarried. For years, she had looked in vain for that one true love of her life. Her team of friends were several fun colleagues from diverse occupations that shared the one commonality of being great together. They all agreed on one thing. They disliked the other competitive league team at lane one called Split Happens. Split Happens consisted mostly of what some might call a redneck hillbilly crowd. They were dang good bowlers. The best player on the team was a handsome eligible bachelor named David Huxley. Every Friday night, the team at lane one and the team at lane two would, would spar good naturally, good naturally, trading continuous barbs or pranks at each other's expense. Every year, inevitably, these two teams would face off against each other in the annual championship for the Big Bulls Trophy, a much-esteemed achievement. For the past three years, Split Happens had held the title of champion on the Grandmaster Board. This was dedicated to all the great bowling league teams through the years since 1987. There were other teams in the league, too, that stood a chance at winning a prestigious spot on the leaderboard. The group in Lane 3, for example, was a hardy team of independent feminists. Their team was named Gotcha by the Balls. In Lane 4, likewise, was a team of fun-loving LGBTQ friends named the Sexy Strikers. There were other lesser teams as well, such as the comic book fan team called the X-Men at Lane 7. They loved all things high-tech. David Huxley and Jennifer Casey had grown up together, attending the same classes at the same elementary school and high school. David had always admired Jennifer from afar. Jennifer, for a part, held in high esteem David's ability to hit multiple strikes. He carried his team to victory again and again. They, however, were adversaries on opposing teams. For some reason, through all the years, the two had never really dated. But that all was about to change. It was a cold, blustery Friday night in February, just before Valentine's Day. The league games had just ended. Split happens, and I can't believe it's not gutter, both defeated their opponent teams. The sore losers for the night were taking off their bowling shoes and turned them into Bill at the counter. They were heading out the door. Jennifer wandered over to the old arcade that held the ancient games. 
David was already in there with a few friends. She took some quarters out of her pocket. She eyed the old air hockey game to the side of the room. David looked over at her mildly with interest. He always seemed to notice her. She caught his glance and smiled. Cocking her head towards the air hockey, she asked him, You up for a game of this? I haven't played it in a while. As I recall, he said, you used to be pretty good at this one. She laughed. I'm a little bit rusty, I'm sure. They put the quarters in the slot and the air hockey game commenced, a humming noise indicating it had started. The two squared off against each other on opposing sides. Jennifer scored the first point and grinned. David grinned back. He quickly scored the second point. Jennifer rolled up her sleeves to try again. Several minutes of aggressive playing continued with David scoring three more points to Jennifer's frustration. She eyed him coolly at this point. She set the hockey puck down on the table ahead of her and she rapidly scored the next point. David watched her more intently. He noticed every little detail about the way she bit her upper lip as a tell that she was getting ready to strike, or the way she squinted when he would come close to scoring again. The hockey puck went back and forth more urgently. David noticed, too, that she looked quite pretty that night, with her curly black hair tied back at the nape of her neck, her crew shirt, and slim jeans accentuating her appearance. She scored another point, and he let out a slow whistle. Damn, he said under his breath. The game continued. He ended up winning and smiled mischievously. Although defeated, Jennifer had to admit to herself that she loved that smile. David had always been handsome and loved to have a good time. All right, I guess you won this time, she admitted. They both shared a brief moment. She figured she needed to help clean up, so she started to turn away to leave the arcade. David frowned just a little. He finally said the thought that had been in his head through most of the air hockey game. You doing anything later tonight? Jennifer blinked. She looked around at the others in the arcade for a moment. No, no plans. Why, she said, bluntly surprised. They agreed that night to maybe go out to the local coffee house after she finished work. Later that night, they sat together at the Jazz House Coffee House downtown and pretty soon were exchanging fun stories and engaging in an entertaining banter. Jennifer felt comfortable with David, although they both worried a little that at any moment they might be seen sitting at the same table together. They agreed to go on a few more dates after that. The romance started out a little slow and then quickly picked up steam. One date was a dinner, another was a movie, and soon they were spending a lot of secret time together while still bowling as adversaries on league night. It soon became obvious to both parties that they might be falling in love. The secret rendezvous exchange continued. It led to passionate embraces and nights spent lovingly in each other's arms. Neither one was sure what to say to their other teammates, and they agreed to keep things hush-hush for the time being. Then one night, as fate would have it, they were discovered. Jennifer had another secret admirer, a pretty woman from another team named Leslie Shaw. Upon encountering the couple holding hands in the mall parking lot outside a local deli, Leslie dropped her jaw in shock. Holy cow, she muttered under her breath. This is interesting, she said to herself with a slight twinge of jealousy. Leslie Shaw wanted her team, the Sexy Strikers, to win the leaderboard position too. She devised a plan to blackmail the two lovers threatening to expose them to everyone unless they both agreed to throw their games in the semi-final matches, allowing Leslie's team to move forward to the championship game. Jennifer and David reluctantly agreed. Split Happens went first in the semifinals, and Jennifer watched sadly as David accidentally threw gutter ball after gutter ball, forfeiting his team's place and frustrating all his teammates to no end. They shook their heads in disgust. Some team members from Lane 2 scoffed at the losers with delight. As the second semifinal game commenced, a sudden fight broke out in the nearby lounge room between Team 1 and Team 2 players. This spilled out quickly to an all-out brawl in the crowded league night bowling alley. 
All the divided teams were fighting and carrying on and bickering with each other. David searched for Jennifer across the crowded room, and Jennifer tried to keep her sights on him, too. Somehow, in the midst of all the quarreling, David got hit by a thrown bowling ball. Jennifer called out to him in alarm over the ruckus. She rushed over to him. She quickly helped him back to his feet. You okay? She asked with concern, and the two embraced. All around them, people noticed, and the room suddenly went very still. What? She said defensively while looking around. She reached hesitantly for David's hand. His fingers enclosed around hers, too. What the heck? said the few shocked onlookers. David and Jennifer looked around awkwardly. Yeah, okay. We've been dating, David began. He then proceeded to explain the story of their relationship and what happened with Leslie. Leslie looked down embarrassed, and she slinked off to the side a bit. David looked back at Jennifer holding his hand, and he smiled at her. I know we all have our differences, he said hesitantly, but the truth is, I love this woman. Jennifer Casey, will you marry me? He asked her as he started to get down on one knee. The crowd completely stopped fighting at that point. Everyone waited for the reply with bated breath. When Jennifer said yes, her teammates were among the first to clap alongside the teammates from Split Happens. Soon the folks that had been looking to start trouble were ashamed of their behavior. The whole room clapped then, even Bill Casey who clapped the loudest. It was decided that the couple would get married at the bowling alley later on that month. Bill Casey then disbanded the league teams altogether. He took down the leaderboard which had caused so much animosity among the different groups. There would be no more league nights, no more winners, and no more losers. Everyone would play as equals. On the wedding night, David Huxley and Jennifer Casey married at Lane 5. He wore a tuxedo and she wore a beautiful white wedding dress. They kissed happily. She tossed the bouquet. Leslie Shaw managed to capture the bouquet, too, alongside a beautiful bowler named Sarah. Leslie and Sarah smiled shyly at each other. For Leslie, it seemed faded. That's how Leslie found her new love interest in life. That night, the bowlers at Bill Casey's Little Bowling Alley in Hot Springs, Arkansas, all bowled together as friends in a big, diverse party. Bill Casey turned the lights down low. He set everything to cosmic bowling. He turned on the music. Happy Together by the Turtles filled the air, and everyone was truly happy in that moment, especially David Huxley and Jennifer Casey. <laughs> this concludes Crafting Short Stories. Thank you, and we have one more day till Valentine's Day, so make sure that you get your gifts while you can. Thank you.